heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Throughout all of the oddities that we're all experiencing through this COVID exercise we've been through the last couple of years, and you know, I mean, we, everybody's experienced this on planet Earth here. If you're anywhere on the planet, unless you're on some deserted island, have been able to uh, not have any communications with the outside world. You surely know that things are upside down, backwards. Uh, what was once right is wrong, and wrong is right, and back and forth, and people are utterly confused. You know. One of the most remarkable things we are seeing, and this speaks to a lot of you out there, is the medical community as a whole. And, you know, I started talking uh, with some of the earlier programs back even well over a year ago when, you know, we were still in the thick of it, year, year and a half ago. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, When it was still a lot of unknowns, a lot of fear, a lot of things were happening. Trump was still president. All of that stuff was happening, you know, in those early days. And I think a lot of us were truly perplexed early on, or some of us that were paying attention at least, that the medical community wasn't really getting the memo. They weren't, they weren't getting the memo for the truth, getting the gospel truth out there, the out loud truth I always speak to you. And that was really the most troubling thing, that the percentage in the medical community that was paying attention was, was very small. And I, I, and I, I couldn't wrap my mind around that. Could you out there? Could you? I mean, a lot of people couldn't wrap their mind around that. In fact, I think it was one of the earlier points where people began to say that, well, they all can't be wrong. This has got to be what it is. You know, lockdown, mandate, wear your mask, take your vaccine, shut up, stand in line, behave yourself, please. Right. All of that. Yeah. You know, close, lock the dog park down. You know, wear a mask when you're out jogging. If you're out jogging, that is most people just lived in fear. It was the strangest time, uh, in, in surely in America and around the world. You know, you've seen the, and, and we started to see the death counts spike and we knew everything was COVID. They were putting COVID on every death certificate and being compensated for the just. And it just started to, started to have a, a stench to it, the best way I would say it. it. It really wasn't adding up early on. This was back about, I say about a year and a half ago in the, right in the, 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 the midst of it all, you know? And, uh, but the biggest thing I, I want to talk to you about today is in fear of retribution. Because you have to say, why are so many people going along with this uh, that many people would call some sort of a charade? I don't know what you want to call it, but it, it surely is not life as usual, right, for any of us. Now, there are those, like for me in my world, I, I never snapped into this thing and, and followed that. So, uh, you know, I'm doing just fine as a person, but I wonder where the hell the rest of the world is sometimes. You understand? I, I don't succumb to this fear or play with these kinds of things. And I don't wear a mask. I remember I told you that story one time a while back where I went into five different restaurants one night before I could get in with that. And I'm not going to wear a mask to, to step 10 feet to walk from my place to my seat. I said, I'm not doing it. And this was after reservation. After I said, you know what? We'll just keep going to another place. Dragged my, my teenagers with me and wife and just kept going. You know, we finally found something, something that said, yeah, you know, you don't need that mask. Terrific. I'm your customer. Come on in. You're the next contestant, right? Don. 
But this inferior retribution brings us to a point, my friends, in all sincereness, is what's going on in the medical community. And why are so many inferior where they're not willing to speak up to the truth, to get that out loud truth out there? Well, many people are worried about their, their personal well-being, their jobs, their life, their career. And I think a lot of people, I just had this conversation just today with somebody, a very large technical firm, a brand everybody would know that I, I can't repeat right now, and a major case that's coming forward. Uh, this exact case, they're mandating vaccines to everybody, doing all this stuff within this large corporation, and they're not happy, and the people are striking back. Uh, and uh, they, they want their story to be showcased. And there's a lot of these kinds of stories out there. They're, they're all over the place. They're, they're not unique. What is unique is those that are standing up for truth. That's what's unique. And those that are not in fear of retribution. You know, the one thing I'm going to say to you right now, people, stop taking our country for granted. Stop taking it. Stop thinking America is always going to be here and that you can just do whatever you want to do and take your liberty for granted. Because that's what's happening. You see, well, I got to worry about, you know, if they did that back in the day, if the framers did that, if Paul Revere did that, if all the people back in the day did that, we wouldn't have a country. It seems like we've got generations now of people that it's a, it's a what's in it for me and the hell with anybody else and forget the country. That's probably part of the problem. And I, I, I know that sounds like a blanketed statement. I'm not trying to throw a blanket on everybody. But don't you get that sense out there as well? I mean, how many are really willing to stand up for the flag and stand up for our great country? And how did we get here, my fellow Americans, right? Well, all of that is part of the conversation here today. One of the interesting pieces to come out of this um, pandemic is some of these, uh, you know, you, you could say blue states, blue cities, but it's far more than that. It's oppressive. It's Marxist in nature. And the one thing COVID has done, it's showcased all of this. It has, it has put a spotlight on all of the things we might not have never known. If, if that's a good thing, and it, it probably is, that's the silver lining in all of this. I want you to take from this experience. Just think. And so instead of being the slow boil, we've all had this rude awakening now. So probably that's a good thing. Now, that may not sound right to you, but it probably is because it's, it's like waking up in the morning with a cold glass of water somebody throws on your face. Well, that'll wake you up real fast, won't it? Isn't that what we've just done as a country? Don't you feel like we've just had a glass of cold water thrown in our face waking up in the morning? And you think, what is really going on here? And my fellow Americans, it doesn't matter who we talk to and what's happening, but they all feel that same way. I'll tell you, it doesn't matter Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, independent. Unless you're part of the Marxist left, you know what I'm talking about. And that's making some interesting things happen right now, my friends. One of the states that we've had a lot of problems with is the state of Oregon. And, you know, typically when I introduce a state, I would say, well, it's the great state of Michigan or the great state of Oregon or the great state of California or the great state of whatever. Right. It's hard to say that with some of these states, my friends, not to be a wise guy here, but it's hard when the people continue to elect the, the people in high offices, mayors and governors, isn't it? Well, the governor out there surely is a Marxist, Governor Kate Brown. And you follow her, just go look her up if you haven't and see, see what she's all about, you know. And, and, and she's not the only one. They're all over our country, some of these cats, you know. And on top of that, even more so, these medical boards. No, a lot of people and a lot of doctors, they're part of groups, a lot of larger groups. The medical industry has changed over the last two decades. A lot of people are more associated with these large groups now. There's not a lot of independence anymore. There are some, but it's, 
it's, it's become less and less. And you have to toe the line is what happens. So medicine's become big business. It's big medicine now. That's what it is, people. And so you have to toe the line, you see. And if you don't toe the line and you step out, that's in fear of retribution. So the, the Oregon Medical Board has been off the charts. The, if you're going to do a case study on this, this is the case study we want to talk about today. I've got an interesting program I want to talk to you today about here. And I've got three, three doctors, three, three medical doctors, three uh, terrific people I want you to uh, meet today, talk with on the show. And, uh, and that come from that market, from the Oregon market, actually, that I want to talk about this and understand uh, what the uh, what the what what their personal story has been, and 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 let's try to bring this to a a moment where we can shine some light on this as a collective group here with you all and see if we can't say what really is going on here. I want to start by introducing you first to Dr. Mike Murphy, please. Uh, he's a board certified anesthesiologist, subspecialty in pediatric anesthesia, if you will. Uh, now, as he says here, the special boards, the specialty boards have refused to revoke his board status. Interesting. They're appalled by the Oregon Medical Board actions. Well, surely somebody should be appalled by them, right? He works as a paramedic in critical care RN before becoming a physician, he did. Uh, and he's uh, been in the business a long time in the healthcare practice over 30 years. Um, Dr. Mike Murphy, welcome to the Voice of a Nation, sir. So, Dr. Mike Murphy, and I'm going to refer to you as Dr. Mike moving forward for the program here. Uh, now, what, give us a 30,000-foot view of your story and your run-in so listeners have a sense, because I want to tell each of these stories with the Oregon Medical Board. What was your experience with them, Dr. Mike? Well, unfortunately, I've been involved with them for, well, uh, 20 years, but the last 10 have been uh, miserable. I kind of, and I think a lot of physicians when they initially uh, deal with medical boards, kind of see them like the Department of Motor Vehicles. You know, we go down there, we give them our licensing, you know, our credentials, our education, our training, because they don't they don't provide that for us. We we get that, and then we pay this tax. You know, it's essentially a tax, and uh, they provide us a license. They say they're they're the guardians of the public, but that's as you'll as we'll talk about today. That's really not what goes on. Um, and then, uh, you know, I had no problems with them for about 10 years, paid my tax, you know, renewed my license every two years. And then about uh, 10 years ago, uh, I had a uh, run in with them, but I was, you know, completely cooperative uh, up to the point where they wanted me to. Um, they always want something from you once they get involved in an investigation. They, they don't ever say, OK, fine, we we looked at it and we're going to let it go. They always want to get something from you to justify their existence and their budget, which is uh, extensive, in, at least in Oregon. Mm. Um, in fact, I don't even know that it, a lot of it's confidential, but they have had audits in the past. And uh, it's, it's impressive how much money they spend on investigating and uh, prosecuting uh, physicians compared to anything else they do. So over the last 10 years, uh, anytime, initially I, I said, no, you know, I'm not going to, um, conform to that. I got an attorney. I had a contested case. The, uh, the uh, administrative law judge uh, decided in my favor. You know, so I went through the whole process and the board has the right to uh, uh, refute, uh, refute or dismiss the, the ALJ's decision. And they reprimanded me anyway 
So in other words, in, in other words, Dr. Mike, they play, they play God, judge, and jury. Exactly. It's a kangaroo court. Uh, so hold on, Dr. Mike, is it that, is it that way with most medical boards to your knowledge around the country? Well, I, I believe the Texas board, I don't know. I don't know. I should know, but I don't know. Okay. I know the Texas board, when the ALJ makes a proposed order that the, the board has to either accept it or give less discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they want to uh, argue that, they can take it to the Court of Appeals. But this situation in Oregon, it's ridiculous where you go through this whole legal process with this you know, administrative law judge, right. and the, the judge decides in your favor, and then the board you know, says they, they just overrule the judge and reprimand you. It was a reduced. Wow. So joke. this is that I did not know what this is mind bending what you're talking about right now. So this happened in your case, Dr. Mike, right? This happened. It did. It did. And then I so that I took it to the wow. Uh, wow. Uh, state court of appeals and mm-hmm. they overturned the medical board on a you know technicality. But nevertheless, they they overturned them and then the medical board dropped it. So they. They clearly didn't have the grounds to reprimand me in the first place. Later on, uh, it came out that the two witnesses that they had brought against me, the medical director of the of the medical board, Jim Peck, James Peck, uh, he sent out some emails and he didn't do it in a protected fashion. He used his own email system mm-hmm. up at the university where we both worked yeah. or were affiliated with. And uh, he defamed me and I was able to take him to court and he admitted uh, in, in settlement of the defamation case that he had given false testimony. Uh, the other person that testifies also admitted that he gave false testimony and he was encouraged to do so by the medical board. And there were emails later that, that showed that the medical board knew long before they even tried to reprimand me that they didn't have grounds to reprimand me. Um, it was all because I just wouldn't kowtow to him. I wouldn't well, that's you know, what I was going to ask you now. Let me ask you a couple of questions. So what was the initial complaint that I'm talking in COVID era now, right now? What was the initial complaint, please? In the COVID era, uh, it started out with a uh, kind of a Me Too situation. And I brought that to their attention. Uh, you know, I self-reported. And then over a five-year period, there was really nothing there. But it, was, it had a lot, it's very complicated. It had a lot to do with the, my military service. Um, but they, because of the fact that I, I had taken them the first time and taken this whole thing through the court of appeals and had them overturned, they, uh, they didn't, they didn't conduct their own investigation. They looked for, and uh, the other guests I'm sure will attest to this. They looked for other things that they can try to, uh, get you on, I guess, or they just, uh, they can't, they can't, they don't go out, they don't stay on course with the investigation or they, in my case, they didn't conduct one. And it's all about intimidation. They, they defame you in their public website. Hmm. They make it, make it so you can't work. Cause you know, I need, cause I'm a hospital based, uh, mm-hmm. not clinic. So I have right. to be credentialed and the hospital won't credential you if the medical board is posting all these allegations, unproven allegations on their website. Yeah. Yeah. So they want to really, I guess, solidify their existence is what you kind of said a couple of times. And that seems to be what this medical board is doing uh, to feel important, I guess, or empowered, I guess. Right. And you might say Dr. Mike, right. And then, and then they go yeah, to whatever, right. whatever means they can. Right. Right. They want the, the <clears throat> physicians in the state to be fearful of them and not, 
And it, and that's not just me saying that. There was a. Uh, I was just going to ask you that. How many of these around the, the state? How, how common is this to happen? I mean, we'll hear today from from several voices, but is this is this a common reputation the OMB has in Oregon? Yeah, I mean, two uh, two of the state elected uh, officials who are physicians appeared before the board and uh, even said to them that they're fearful themselves. They were one was a state senator, and I think one was a state rep. Mm-hmm. of coming into that to that building to that office that okay. it's a uh even for them as as representatives in the state and being physicians in the state they're fearful of coming in there they get a lot of, they had gotten a lot of the complaints so they have a um, reputation out there uh, accordingly uh what whatever whatever that is not a good reputation clearly um so a couple of things before i move on you you were never suspended right you didn't lose well, your well license. no my well, I, I did lose my license it's revoked at this time it is still revoked. Okay. All right. And so and it's they, still under appeal. It's still under appeal. And they didn't listen to anybody, uh, whether no matter what the judge did, stood on his head or whistled Dixie, they took the position they wanted. Well, that the first case, the second case, the judge never finished the case. They sh- I should have gotten a, a new trial, but the, the medical board wouldn't have allow that. Uh, it's been a really, <laughs> it's been crazy. It doesn't follow any of the general legal principles, you know? Okay. Right. So the, right. in my case, the second time the ALJ didn't finish the case. Okay. And uh, so then they, it, you know, the ALJs work for the for the system. You know, they if they don't, if the agencies don't use ALJs, then they don't have a job either. So what, uh, what is the next step to come up for you, Dr. Mike? When, when is the next date to trial date or what happens next in your case? Well, it's, my case is before the it's, it's moved to the state Supreme Court. Okay. And uh, should know by the end of the year whether they'll overturn the board. They, there's a good reason for them to do it. It's the appellate lawyers have told me that there's no reason the state they have the they have the error. They've they've enforced it before. Okay. For some reason, they're not applying it. I don't want to imply that the that the, uh, the courts are corrupt, but it's sure uh, it's none of the lawyers can really explain, you know, in their minds why that they 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 haven't turned overturned the board yet but it sure seems like it otherwise it'll go to the u.s supreme court okay so you'll know in a couple of few weeks roughly something uh probably within a couple of months yeah yeah oh you said the end of the year okay gotcha so next couple of months and you'll know something and if not you'll push this thing all the way to the supreme court yes i will and try to get it heard there okay all right Liz, that's an interesting opening bill. Stay right there, Dr. Mike. We'll be back. Yeah, I want to. I want to bring on now, uh, uh, for sure. Here, Dr. Paul uh, Thomas joins us here uh, again from Oregon. You'll see. You'll see a little bit of a pattern here growing, my friends. Uh, and again, he's uh, received his MD from Dartmouth Medical School uh, in '85. He's a board-certified pediatrician. Wow, and board-certified as well in addiction medicine. Wow, uh, excellent, Dr. Paul Thomas. Welcome to the Voice of a Nation and. Uh, it, you know, you, you hear Dr. Mike and I open up with the OMB and this this whole we need to prove our existence sort of thing. What was your experience and are you, did you get suspended? Where are you at on this thing? Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, yes, <laughs> my journey was very interesting as a board. I'm, by the way, I'm no longer board certified because after the emergency suspension of my license last December 3rd, the medical boards, even though I had not had my day in court, both boards, the Board of Pediatrics and the Addiction Medicine Board, removed my board certification. So the most interesting was February of 2019. The medical board asked me to 
um, prove that the vaccine-friendly plan was as safe as the CDC schedule. Uh, I, I literally laughed because the CDC has never proven that what they recommend for vaccines is better than doing nothing, nor have they uh, shown that what they're doing one year is better than another year. Nevertheless, I hired an independent expert to come in, look at every piece of data in my practice. We de-identified this data set. You know, I'm sitting on a very unique population because the other practices in the Portland area will kick families out who won't follow the CDC schedule, mm -hmm. and we honor informed consent in my practice, we've got this massive exodus of all the unvaxxed families into my practice. So I'm uniquely aware of something that nobody else in the country really gets to see. And that is that the unvaccinated kids are just so healthy and they don't have the neurodevelopmental problems. They don't mm. have the allergy problems, wow. but I didn't have the data. So the board asked for the data. I said, all right, great. So an independent expert comes in, de-identifies the data, and we published this in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health. This is a peer-reviewed journal, rigorous peer review. It was published November of 2020. And five days after this was available online, the Oregon Medical Board had an emergency meeting and on that moment, they decided to emergently suspend my license. And actually, uh, your, other, our, our, your other guest was on that same emergency meeting. So you'll get to hear more about that. But um, yeah, I was instantly out of practice. My lawyer called me and said, hey, we got a call from the board. You cannot practice medicine. You cannot call any patients. You cannot do anything that's patient related. Wow. So out of the blue, bam. Now, of course, they'd been trying to have complaints generated for the three years or so prior to that. I mean, I, can I can't count how many complaints. None of them other than one was even patient or uh, initiated. It seems like the board themselves were just digging, 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 and they have nothing. I mean, their basic complaint, uh, I'm actually under a gag order as well, so I really can't speak to specifics. But the basic complaint is your patients are not following the CDC schedule, so therefore you're at fault. Uh, ignoring the Oregon law that parents have the right to vaccinate however they wish, and ignoring the fact that I actually offer informed consent and I have my patients sign every time they refuse to follow the CDC schedule, they sign a refusal form. So our documentation is so sound, uh, I'm still awaiting my day in court, if you will. Okay. Well, listen, I, I shockingly, uh, uh, Dr. Paul, what's interesting here to really spotlight for listeners, you know, the trauma with the vaccines, remarkably, your confrontation started well before COVID. It sure did. Yeah, that's interesting to me. Uh, you know, in other words, I mean, it's remarkable because you were obviously speaking your truth because you weren't that wasn't even caught up into the whole COVID phenomenon, the frenzy that's happening now. Uh, so let me ask you, uh, well, first of all, when did when did you uh, the, the suspension itself when you lost it? When did that happen? Well, roughly. Uh, that was December 3rd, 2020. Wow. Since 2020, December 3rd. Uh, so that was still so it was still pandemic central because that was happening through that whole year of 2020. Right to be sure. Yeah, it's, that's when it started. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, they can effectively, when that happens, right. the reality is I lost all 
contracts with insurance companies. I lost hospital privileges. Mm -hmm. I lost my insurance, malpractice insurance. And and basically, they take away your livelihood, right? So I haven't made a penny all year. And my attorney, who's – the other interesting thing is, so this happens in 2020. They set my trial for 2022. Uh, You know, this huge delay, and the excuse was, well, there's COVID, and it's hard to schedule things. But effectively, that keeps you out of practice, right? And my attorney said, when we go for this battle, you're going to need a quarter million. So I did set up a drpaulsfight.com to try to raise that money because that's one of the other ways they keep us, you know, in fear of retribution, the title of your show. Um, who can fight them? I mean, they, they, they're, they're relentless. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering that and listening to uh, uh, both Dr. Mike and, and yourself, Dr. Paul, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, what, what I was wondering is why would anybody get into healthcare or start a practice in the state of Oregon? I mean, why, for what reason? Why would you? Well, this, this has been a, a, a sort of a transformation of boards from their, their past role, which was public safety. I mean, back when I graduated 30 some years ago, medical boards weren't, weren't a thing to fear as long as you weren't like working intoxicated or sexually right. molesting your patients. I mean, that was really what they were doing was trying to get dangerous physicians out of circulation. Sure. They've just morphed into something completely different. They're now just um, working to keep the status quo and the money flow for pharma, I believe. Right. Well, is I mean, let me ask you, are they out of control? Oh, it's beyond out of control. Okay, all right. So I get letters from the board almost weekly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've been thinking of photocopying them all, and I think it would be a stack that would be several feet high. Wow. It's, it's unbelievable. Wow. Well, they're on some sort of a power trip, obviously. Uh, what I'm wondering is, uh, what I'm thinking in my mind here, and listen to both of you here up front, is how, wide, how, how widespread is this in the state, and how many... Uh, here's what I'm thinking, and we could talk about this more a little bit, but is there some sort of a movement? And in other words, in order to get back at this uh, this um, attitude, this OMB, uh, which seems to be in line with uh, the governorship, although that will be changing uh, shortly because her time's running out, isn't it, Dr. Paul? Right. Uh, it's, you know, it's hard to say. We're a, I, I'm a my background is missionary parents, liberal Democrat, but what's happened to that party, uh, those of us who are aware of the medical freedom issue and how they've just sold out to big business and pharma, uh, it's, I I mean, most of us who are now aware of what's going on are people who just go, wow, what happened? Uh, But I think you know this, most people are not aware of what's going on. And that's why your show is so important. Um, We've got to get people to open their eyes to the actual thing that's happening here. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you just said what you said. And I didn't know that, but I'm thrilled to hear it, that your background for all the years was really as a, as a, as was a Democrat, was a liberal, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now you've seen what's happened to the party, yeah? Oh, my goodness. It, yeah. It's it's absolute. Did you change your strike? Are you still listed? I mean, you, is your card still a carry, Democrat <laughs> carry and thing? Or have you changed? I mean, not to be personal, but yeah. let me ask you that. Have you changed? You know, that? That's funny. I have not changed it because I wanted okay. to keep an eye on them. So I, uh, I, I see. I, I see. get all the messages and I'm, it's, it's okay. like. Well, I'm only asking if you needed a ride to the to the voter house to get that changed. I will arrange an Uber for you or something to make that happen, brother. That's not to be a smart ass here. But hey, come on. Oh, you know. my goodness. I, yeah, know. No, we, I know. Our country's in trouble. We, we need freedom. Absolutely. I know. All right. 
say, stay right there, Dr. Paul. Man, I love what you just said. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. Boy, I'm on fire now with that last one here. I didn't realize that, friends. But uh, I can see already that's sort of the magic here in the mirror of all of this that we need to fix. This is what we need to fix. And it's people like him with their families that at one point, the JFK Democrat, the blue dog was alive and well. The mansions of the world were there still. And, you know, and that was we had a great system here. Uh, you know, you, you, we weren't trying to sell out our nation to the Marxist left, but there's been a takeover and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Even people that are faithful to the party know that it's not. It, it, there's so much more to that story. I can't get into it now, but I, I think you have a sense out there of what I'm speaking about. Uh, and it was just great to hear uh, Dr. Paul uh, put that out there right now in the way that he did. A very interesting program today, uh, my fellow Americans, and happy to be here with you. We have Dr. Mike Murphy, Dr. Paul Thomas, and Dr. Steve Latulipa beyond just after here, just a few moments here. Uh, and again, in fear of retribution, and you know, what I take from a lot of this right now, and part of what I wanted to do today is spotlight what I've seen here is this pattern of behavior, the pattern of behavior that is happening. Now, listen. You say what you want, but I think a lot of these medical boards have gone rogue. A lot of mayorships have gone rogue. And a lot of governorships have gone rogue. As well as Washington, D.C. has gone rogue. And that puts us in a hell of a demise, doesn't it now? Puts us in a, a, quite the predicament here for people who passionately care about the country. You know, and, you know, one of the beautiful things I love about our nation is we're a diverse nation. The fact that we can have conversation as liberals and conservatives and independents. And, you know, we have, that's what it's supposed to be, people. We're supposed to have a little bit of different thinking substance to it, a little bit of different ideology. It's 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 all good. Provided we're not talking uh, communist, you know, and because we're not a communist nation. Right. That's the difference. That's the makeup here. And, and that's that's where I see we're in a lot of duress. Uh, and then we're going down roads we've never seen before and roads we can't recognize. We can't recognize any of this. I'm telling you. That's why people are so alarmed. You know, you even hear the speaker come out the other day. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, the speaker, Pelosi, right, who says, well, well, I don't know where this crime's coming from. I don't know where. Oh, my God, this guy is falling. Now, here's the top Democrat there, the Speaker of the House, you know, powerful position. What do you mean you don't know where it's coming from? What the hell do you think you've been preaching over the last few years, sister? You created this mess. I don't know where it's coming from, why they're all being bad. <laughs> Can't imagine. Then they showcase it all over the place. And anybody with any evil intent, yeah, we'll go ransack the Nordstrom's or the Saks or the Louis Vuitton or whatever. I mean, they surely ain't going for the Dollar General or the 7-Eleven, rest assured. You know, it's pretty sick, actually, what's happening in the country all the way around, my friends. And it's a mentality that is, is unconscionable in today's world that this has taken place. And it is. It's happening right here in our United States of America. Yeah, the, the picture of freedom, uh, the the shining city on a hill that needs a paint job real quick and a remodel fast. Man, it's crumbling, isn't it, people? Makes you sick to your stomach, if anything does. And then you take a look at Oregon, beautiful state, beautiful people. And then I bang my head against the wall and I say, what? Why do they keep electing those people to office? Now I'm thinking about a movement, Delphi. How do we create a movement? How do we get something to take Oregon back and say, you know what? We're still part of freedom here, still own liberty. We're not going to put up with this. 
Take your Marxist ways, the OMB and the governorship, and we'll see what happens in the next election there. But, you know, there's a lot to say about that, people. I'll tell you. And, and, and please understand, don't get don't put your head in the sand, people. Well, I don't live in Oregon. It don't matter. Shut up already. Of course it matters. It matters in all the states because this stuff is happening everywhere. And it's happening in areas that you don't even think it's going to happen. And it's happening in red states as well, because a lot of a lot of Marxist mayors in those states as well. You know, politics is local. It always comes down to the, the local. You know, that's what it is. It's it's the uh, you know, it's the it's the um, what do you call it in the community, the board there. You know, you have the homeowners association. That's it. I, I, I got to tell you one time I, I can't do it today. But I one time I ran for a, a, the, the board seat. At a, I was put into the position to do this of a, a um, homeowners association. Oh, my golly. Uh, Mr. Out Loud meets the local homeowners association. <laughs> it's a hell of a story. I'll have to tell you one time. Boy, I'll tell you, I did something. I, I went around the neighborhood and collect proxies. And let's just say I went into the next board meeting with an agenda to change and throw their asses out of office. Yeah, you want to poke the bear. Well, the bear gets real loud over here for sure. Anyways, we got all that. All the shows go to podcast. Of course, everything's back at America Out Loud and get over there and check it all out and help us get the out loud truth out from sea to shine in sea and surely around the world as well. We have a lot of listeners out of Europe and Australia, South America, all over the place that listen to the network. That's what America Out Loud is. Uh, so you know, we encourage you to be part of that movement. We are a movement, a mission, and help us get the word out there. The other thing to mention to you, my friends, if you're not taking it now, is healthy cell, healthy cell. You know, in an age of COVID, and I'm talking here with three doctors on the line here that are listening into this, so you know I got to know my business here. But, you know, I, I started taking uh, healthy cell just about four years ago. It's coming up on four years now. And, and I knew how important it was to have a healthy immune system. And, you know, in today's world, it's, it's vitally important because we don't know when the next, uh, you know, China specialty virus is coming down the pike or the Wuhan specialty or whatever it is. And it's not the bat and the soup kind of thing, you know, that we're so worried about. It's a lot of evil characters out there, my friends, for sure. But anyways, having a healthy immune system is important to all of us. Uh, with Healthy Cell, I, I take the AMPM product. That is in pill form, but they have a gel. A lot of people don't like pills. I don't have a problem with it. I take both, but they have a gel product. It's a gel nutraceutical. It's fantastic. Uh, they have it in the multi, the daily. Uh, they have REM sleep focus. They have a whole host of outstanding products. Uh, you can't beat this line of products by far. And all our listeners get 20% off the first order. Just use the code out loud. Uh, you go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud. Click the banner ad back at the website or just use out loud code, however you do it, and you get the discount. Take a look at their products and see. And their new one, AC11, is fantastic. It's a patented product that comes from the Amazon, and it's great for fighting COVID and these kinds of viruses. And when I say COVID, I'm talking about any influenza, virus, disease, du jour, whatever it might be. They keep talking about variants. So I can't keep up with it. I just got some in today saying, did you see this story from South End? Did you see this story, Malcolm, from this? I'm like, God, you know, there's more of these things coming. People watch out. Uh, my friends, we're going to take just a quick pause here and we'll return. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at liberty at americaoutloud.com. Liberty at americaoutloud.com. 
Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is McCullough Report. Are you tired of your tired vitamins? Consider Healthy Cell. These are pill-free vitamins that are in convenient gel packs. Uh, I like the Focus and Recall supplement. I use this a lot. You know, your brain uses a lot of energy and it depends on a variety of micronutrients and vitamins. Boost your short-term focus and long-term brain power with Healthy Cell's Focus and Recall Vitamins. So go to HealthyCell.com, use the code OUTLOUD, all capital letters, OUTLOUD for a 20% off your first order of any Healthy Cell product. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The America Out Loud family is comprised of patriots in the true sense of the word. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty and the Constitution to help save America for future generations to come. AmericaOutloud.com It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Welcome back to the voice of a nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, and thank you for being with us on the mission, my friends. It's uh, always a joy uh, for me to be in your company. I'm here to be part of this here at America Out Loud. We're thrilled to have you here. Uh, so we've got here Dr. Mike Murphy, Dr. Paul Thomas, and Dr. Stephen Latulip is here. Now, Dr. Steve, uh, he is a physician board certified family medicine. I, I love his credentials because you can't say this about many. Retired United States Air Force officer and an ordained minister. Uh, he's the author of the book, Unity Without Compromise. He also has the show, Unity Without Compromise. Uh, listen to that on Saturday and Sunday, noontime, straight up Eastern time, noontime. I'm not going to do the computation of the time zones for you. You do that yourself wherever you're at. But noontime and 5 p.m. as well, there's an encore Saturday and Sunday, Unity Without Compromise. All those shows go to podcast as well. So, Dr. Steve, we listened to uh, Dr. Mike Murphy, Dr. Paul Thomas and the OMB and Many listeners have probably heard your uh, your personal story a little bit. If they haven't listened to your show, uh, surely you've been on before on the network and platform here. I want to ask you right out, um, my friend, is, you know, it seems to me in listening to the stories between Dr. Mike Murphy, Dr. Paul Thomas, and what you've experienced yourself with your, uh, you know, credentials being yanked you know, right underneath you out from and changing your world upside down backwards. So I'm wondering a couple of things here that come to my mind. Number one, how widespread is this in the state of Oregon? What what kind of a statewide reputation does the OMB really have? Has anybody thought about aligning a lot of these doctors up to some sort of, in other words, how do we take the OMB down? That's what I want to talk about. How do we take the OMB down and how do we change some of that corrupt politics out there, Dr. Steve? What do you think? Well, Malcolm, I, I agree with you. It's a severe problem. I, I believe that the Oregon Medical Board is absolutely very representative of the corruption of perhaps all medical boards because uh, we recently did see 
the Federation of State Medical Boards put out a carte blanche statement uh, stating that they are going after doctors who are giving any disinformation uh, pertaining to COVID, the vaccines, uh, treatments, or whatever. When that comes out, uh, you know, then you understand that what they are calling disinformation or misinformation is actually the best science that we have. In other words, the truth of the matter. And when we speak the truth, that is a threat to them. And I think that the problem is spread across uh, all 50 states. And I think all medical boards are potentially dangerous, if you will, to any physician who really seeks to uh, practice evidence-based medicine. So we have a huge problem here. And uh, there why do you think? Why do you think they've become so empowered? Why, why have? Well, I'm trying to get in my mind. I was afraid of what you said was true. I actually, I'm thinking it is a lot of medical boards. I don't know if it's all, but it surely is a, a, a good uh, uh, amount of these things. I, I don't know what it is, and I'm wondering that, Doctor Steve. But why did? Why are they, Why are they being so empowered in today's world? Do you think? Um, I think that the, the Oregon Medical Board has always had a bad reputation, but. Um, I like to put the big, you know, all the pieces of the puzzle together to get the big picture. Okay. And we see, for example, with Dr. Mike, um, the evidence of a high-handed medical board that is far overreaching uh, going back a decade. Actually, it's gone back 10, 20, 30 years or, or perhaps more. Uh, and Dr. Mike's case clearly does show that. But with Dr. Paul, you know, he was exposing a problem with vaccines and uh, Dr. Paul and I went down in infamy on the same day on that wow. uh, December 3rd, 2020. But Dr. Paul was dealing with uh, problems associated with a vaccine. And because of that threat of him saying, look, vaccines may be bad for you. There, there's evidence to show that they are, are not doing some good stuff. And it occurred just prior to the declaration of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And then at the same time, uh, the Oregon Medical Board took me down after I spoke at a uh, political rally in Salem at the Capitol building there in Oregon. And I exposed uh, two things. Number one, that I did not mask uh, and neither did my staff at any time, despite staying open through the pandemic. And that was their declared reason for taking me down because I did not follow the mandates of our Marxist governor, Kate Brown, I rather followed the best evidence in medicine that shows that masks truly are worthless. But the real issue is that I exposed the fact that I treated COVID patients with 100% success. Okay, so you have two things with Dr. Paul, the vaccine issue, him saying vaccines are, are, are potentially bad or harmful. There, there's some evidence showing that. That was a threat. When I said, hey, we can treat COVID patients very easily with 100% success if we treat them very early, as in the first week. Now, when you consider that all of the current government agencies have gone rogue, uh, that becomes a problem because the Oregon Medical Board is nothing more the a minion of the demon state. And therefore, if they already had planned a vaccination program, and they did have that in place even before they released uh, the uh, Wuhan virus, then 
telling the public that vaccines are a problem and mm-hmm. stating that you can treat COVID very effectively with medications that already exist and that are cheap, that is a threat to the coming vaccine program. And so I honestly believe that the Oregon Medical Board, just like Oregon Health Authority and these other government agencies, they are pushing a very dark agenda because we know that with emergency use authorization, in order for them to use an experimental jab, which we now have with the messenger RNA uh, injections, you cannot have an effective treatment for the vaccine. And if you're going to push that new jab, that experimental uh, inoculation, then somebody stating that there is a problem with vaccinations and this is being exposed, that's bad for business. And Big Pharma doesn't like that. And so they had to take us down hard and fast because we were proving that everything that they were saying was absolutely false. Right, right. All right. So we could say, like, uh, I'm thinking, how do you fix a problem? Uh, so when I say, how do you really tackle the OMB? You mentioned all medical boards. I mean, I get it. But you guys are in the state of Oregon. I mean, it's very uh, oppressive what's happening out there. Uh, I mean, is, are there a lot of doctors that are in this boat, uh, Dr. Steve, that you know that are that the OMB has done this with? I mean, is this widespread or is it more isolated? No, it is very widespread. And um, since I've lost my license, I've had physicians from across the country calling me, uh, asking for help, saying, hey, how do I deal with this? And I think there truly is a movement going on where doctors are saying, you know what, we have finally had enough. These these medical boards have way too much power. They have all authority. I mean, they are acting as the gods of, of, of medicine, uh, directing uh, in whatever way they see fit. And it has nothing to do with the Constitution because two things that are, are ignored by the Oregon Medical Board is number one, the Constitution, and number two, the best science. Yeah. And, and so bias and corruption predominates, and especially in an administrative court. I mean, from the top to the bottom, my administrative uh, law judge was as corrupt as the rest of the Oregon Medical Board. And um, I am not going to hesitate to expose that. We need... Yeah. To shut them down. Nobody's paying attention to the Constitution. That's like an afterthought for all of these clowns uh, today from D.C., from everywhere. I mean, nobody cares anymore. Let's let's do this. And I'd like to keep a hot mic for everybody. Let's keep everybody open, um, uh, both uh, Dr. Mike and uh, Dr. Paul. Let's keep your everybody's mic open right now. Hot, please. And uh, Dr. Steve as well. And uh, let's just uh, get it all out on the table here a moment here. And let me ask you, Dr. Paul, from your perspective, uh, with the Oregon Medical Board and where we're talking, so uh, what do we really think? Like, uh, what I'm wondering is the kinds of decisions they make or how, you know, as oppressive as they are, and like the fight with the vaccine thing, which in your case happened before COVID, you called it out for what you thought it was. Are they just doing nefarious things? Are they, in your heart, do you think, is it just nefarious what they're doing? Are they just in in search of power? Or do they feel like you're making the right or wrong decision? Why is it they take the stance they take with no consideration for the truth, Dr. Paul? What do you think? Yeah, we could ask the same question of our entire society. If you look at the news, it's Mm -hmm. all misinformation. And it just feels like, our agencies that are supposed 
to protect us have been compromised. And, and I mean, I don't know, are they getting paid under the table? Who knows? It, it, you would think perhaps they are because they're so far from the actual science. But yeah. that's true of the news as well. I mean, there's just this massive uh, finance. See, here's what I'm wondering. Here's what I can't, yeah. The, uh, these are citizens like you and I, right? These are people, right? These are citizens like you and I. Sure. Who, these are real people. They're not aliens, I don't think, that are on the boards, the medical board in this particular case. And you mentioned a perfect example. They're everywhere. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. They're all over the media world. I mean, in our world, you're exactly right. It's a headbanger what's going on. I, I'm almost wondering, I don't know, did they? Did these people, I don't know, They are they on some sort of a drug as part of the part of the world and part of the country going to, I don't know why they've gone to hell in a handbag. Do, Dr. Mike, any theories as to why this, I, it's a headbanger, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I think what drives the, this medical board, and I think a lot of them, is that their attorneys and investigators and that uh, physicians are just that are appointed are really puppets. They're political appointees, and uh, so the political equation in our, at least in our state, uh-huh. drives their decision making. It's not driven by science or. So they go reviews. along to get along, right? They get go, get along, go along. That's the whole idea. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's like uh, Dr. Paul is saying. It's really not you don't face a scientific community when you go into the medical board, you don't get to present things in a, in a scientific fashion as we are trained. Unfortunately, that's our training. We're not trained to like the medical board acts. Uh, so it's, it's very frustrating if you go in there and try to apply logic. Like I said, in my case, they never even did an investigation, but they took actions and posted things up on their uh, website that has, you know, huge financial and professional ramifications. So they abuse their power. They are abusing the power. So how do we, how do we, so what's the answer for, uh, you know, deplatforming them, depowering them, deplatforming them? The state legislator. I've, I've fought them in court. Um, and it's, they have immunity every time I've been, you know, they they have immunity, but we can't have immunity. Is that the idea? (laughs) Yeah. And they, they, they hold us accountable to their, what they believe uh, but they're never held accountable. Like I said, I, I, I did, I was able to get the one medical director to admit that he uh, uh, falsified his testimony, but the consequences were minimal for him and nothing for the medical board. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You, you have to wonder sometimes how these people sleep at night. I, I can't figure it out. I really truly can't. Uh, I mean, yeah. destroying lives the way they destroy lives and how they do it. Um, have, have there, between the three of you, and I'm just curious because I'm, you know, I, I tend to like to solve the problem. That's where I come from. Rather than complain and, and bitch all day long, and I say, well, how do we solve this problem? How do we fix it? And I'm just wondering, I mean, first of all, Oregon and with everything that's gone out there, I mean, you, you know, you wonder how do you fix a few things to get the state back on track? Because, I, you know, I mean, are you, yeah, I almost wonder why you all stay there. Why don't you pack your bags and leave and go? I mean, or is it that you're in the fight to win it and you want to stay there because you love the state? Or does it get so oppressive there that you think, you know, I've had enough? You ever think about leaving, Dr. Paul? I have nine children. Eight of them live in the area. I have 10,000 patients. I would be abandoning all of that. It's a beautiful state. Somebody's got to stay here and fight. But absolutely, the thought crosses my mind. Everybody's walking around (laughs) masked. Everybody's walking around in fear. It's insane. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, buddy. Couldn't do it. Could not do it. Um, Dr. Steve, you're thinking about, uh, you've thought about leaving. 
Um, I certainly have thought about that. I have two daughters living in Arizona. I've been uh, repeatedly asked to uh, get a medical license in Arizona and in Texas. In fact, I recently had a senator um, text me and say, hey, I'm sending you out some information. Give me your uh, snail uh, mail address. So, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, how do we fix the problem? Well, we do it by exposing the truth, just as we're doing right now on this show. And we need people to raise their awareness of why so many doctors are playing the sinister game, the, the dirty uh, pool that they are doing uh, just to accommodate the system. And if you don't do that, then yeah. you're going to be in the unemployment line very soon and they will smear you. And, you know, that's another point that needs to be brought out. The Oregon Medical Board can and accuse you of all kinds of horrible things just based on hearsay, but it gets uh, broadcast to the world as though it were factual. And then when it is disproven in court, um, that's never made mention of. So your reputation once tarnished is tarnished forever. Yeah. And everybody assumes you're the bad guy. So that's got to be stopped. And yes, it makes it very hard to stay in a state uh, where you are supervised by a tyrant. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Dr. Mike, what about yourself? Have you thought ever about uh, leaving the state and what that would look like? Well, yeah, I have. And um, in fact, I'm working on getting some other uh, medical license reactivated in other states that have a little more, a little less politically driven, at least driven in this direction. Mm -hmm. Um, That specialty board that I uh, that I mentioned that that stood by me is in North Carolina. And um, they they had reported to me that that the Oregon Medical Board had called them and uh, uh, tried to get them to revoke my specialty board, which is totally unethical. I mean, they have no mm-hmm. no authority to do that. And the, and the, I think my specialty boards uh, recognize that. And uh, for that reason alone, they said, we're not taking your specialty boards away from you until you exhaust your appeals. So yeah, I guess yeah. North Carolina or Tennessee, I understood they, they mm-hmm. stood up to the medical board just recently. Yeah, well, somebody's got to stand up to them, obviously, because uh, they're clearly it, it is a widespread problem. I'm, I'm fairly certain of that, which Dr. Steve was talking about. It, it's not I, totally isolated, but surely Oregon has had some problems with this. And and of course, I've been uh, enlightened with a lot of this because of my uh, relationship with Dr. Steve LaTulip is on the platform here in uh, and, you know, part of our team here. Uh, and so we surely know all of this. You know, he brought up a, a, a very sensible point and he's exactly right. I want you to think about this, friends. Um, and, and this is what really gets us. And it, it is the answer, uh, the antidote to what I talk about all the time as to why people do what they do. If enough people pushed back, see, that's the whole sense right there. So when we talk about in fear of retribution, you see, here's the thing, like in any world, there's a collective there. If enough people got together and the power is there, there's no medical board that can stand in the way because they just wouldn't exist. You, you, you can't, they can't have it both ways, you see. And, and that's the same. You can say the same thing across our country with we the people. It's the same thing, people. There are more of us than there are of them. Does that make sense? There are far more. And in fact, you take someone like uh, Dr. Paul Thomas, a, a terrific guy, a liberal Democrat, take someone like me, Mr. Malcolm Aloud, more of a conservative American. He and I would be best of friends. We don't have a job. We, we're, we're like Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan were. You understand? That's the way it used to be. We could talk. You know, it's all good. This is what's beautiful about our country. I can't seem to get people to open their eyes and understand anymore. It's like now the ideology, you want to beat people over the head with a bat. 
It's like, what do you mean you don't agree with my point of view? Bang, 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 right? It's, it's weird what's going on in the world. It's, it's hard to fathom. This is our country. I never thought about this or experienced this as a young lad, that this is what we'd be having today on the sandlot balls when I used to play baseball. You know, I never thought this would be the country we're living in. It really rattles my mind more than I can put into any context here to you for you to understand. Um, but, you know, there are more of us than there are of them. And just like in the medical board with the docs there, there are more of them than there are the OMB. And that's where, to me, the movement is. And, you know, if you guys decide to do a movement or something else I can showcase or spotlight or do something with to be part of something proactive, I surely will do it. Maybe we create a national base of some sort pushing back on. I don't know what the answer specifically is, but surely I know something has got to be done. You can't continue down the path because that is the definition of stupidity. Banging the head against the wall and expecting, you know, a different result. It's insanity. You know, and if that's the life you want, where the medical boards are calling all the shots, then that's what you got. And then don't complain. Deal with it. The same thing with our country. Do you want a chaotic country where law and order doesn't matter and smashing grabs are the order of the day and people are needles and poop out on the sidewalk is a regular uh, affair? Well, you know. Just see what's happened in a lot of these uh, fabulous cities and states that I hate to tell Dr. Paul Thomas, but being run by far left people in that particular party that was once known as the Democrat Party. It's now changed, obviously. It's now the Marxist Democrat Party. That's how I call them. I have to call it as I see it, sadly. Listen, I'm an American first. I don't care about Democrats and Republicans. I, I really don't give a rat's ass about either. I'm an American here first. I love our Constitution. I love our country. I love our people. That's what that's what matters. That's what matters, people. That's what this is about. This is what we do here. You know, mm. we got to we got to we have to get on the mountaintops and drive that point out there again. That's our salvation. That's where our country survives and thrives more so. And to get back to being a Judeo-Christian nation of who we are, you know, we the people, we created it. It didn't create us. These people answer to us. Not the other way around, people. You don't like it? Get them the hell out of there. Put somebody else in. These people work for us. They answer to us. That's how that works. It's not the other way around. People are running around today in fear of Uncle Sam. Screw Uncle Sam. And the boat he came in on. He's nothing without we the people. In fact, he's bankrupt already. His balance sheets are terror. His assets and liabilities, he get left out of any bank in the world. Without the American people and American exceptionalism, it's nothing. There's nothing there. It's bankrupt. It's a shell of garbage. You can keep it all. Well, my fellow Americans, we are flush out of time. I'll leave it there. Big thank you to Dr. Mike Murphy, Dr. Paul Thomas, and Dr. Stephen Latula. Hmm. Got to continue to get the voices loud. Now, listen, get back over to America Out Loud, will you? And share the out loud truth. Get it out there. Let's multiply the effort. Uh, and all of you docs on the line here as well, multiply the effort. Go out there and share the truth. Get the gospel out there, man. That's what needs to be done. You need to put it out there uh, everywhere, including the, 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 the Marxist social media outfits like Facebook and Twitter and all those people that are also going cocoa for Cocoa Puffs, you know. Got to share it everywhere on the new social media and the old. Thank you for being with me on the mission, my friends. It's time uh, to get involved and get loud.